we're alive we're or alive. Live? <laughs> we're not live. We're live uh, talking to each other, but not yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Listeners, welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. Another week, another weird thing to talk about. Mm, this one I'd never heard of before. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, this mm. week, we're talking about the Denver airport conspiracy, and it was an idea suggested to us by Amy F. Amy, you know who you are. You're awesome. You guys, should we introduce ourselves? Maybe. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And we are the hosts of the 13th Floor Podcast, which if you're listening to this, you probably already you probably already listened to some of our other episodes. But we talk about weird things. We talk about crazy things. We talk about conspiracies. We talk about anything that's just a little bit odd. Well, maybe a little more than a little bit odd. Are we going to talk about that one lady we saw at the coffee shop who wasn't wearing shoes and she was just walking around barefoot? Alex was very disturbed. We should do a full episode about this. Alex (laughs) was very disturbed. We went to a coffee shop recently and there was a woman there. And I'll be honest, it's like a hipstery coffee shop. There's a woman wearing this kind of like, she was wearing like one of those dresses made of burlap or something. And then she had no shoes on. And Alex was like, What's happening? Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't walk barefoot James, into a coffee shop. Anyway. James, how have you been? <laughs> I've been pretty good. Uh, got a new logo for uh, my copywriting business, and uh, I'm playing Resident Evil 2, so no complaints. Oh, and my dog has made a great recovery from surgery. He's doing great. That's good. Yeah. That's Bruno, right? Yep. Was he named after Bruno Mars, your favorite singer, songwriter, <laughs> and performance act? No, Freddie wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what was he named after? Was it just you just like the name? Uh, actually, I was the one who named him. Uh, my dad named him Bruno because he had a dog named Bruno when he was little. So, yeah. <sighs> we named our dog Louise after Bob's Burgers Louise. Yeah. 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 She was originally named Ripley. Yeah. That, I was about to say, I was like, I knew she had a name before that. And when we, when we picked her up, her name was Jasmine. Jasmine. With a Z. She With is, a single she Z. She is not a Jasmine. I can see no. Ripley, but not Jasmine. Yeah, definitely not Jasmine. We'll post a pic. Well, you know, we've already posted a picture of Louise on the 13th floor oh, Instagram. Yeah. When she was the... The uh, clone. Yeah. The clone? Yeah, she's a clone. You should look it up. Well, she on- was also... The dog. Oh the yeah, the wolf. black shuck. Yeah, the black, yeah, the black that's shuck. Right. <laughs> you guys can look her up on the 13th Floor Podcast Instagram. It's at 13th Floor Podcast. And maybe if Alex picks up his Twitter game, you could see a picture on Twitter too. Tell me about it, and I'll, 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 I'll send me the picture, and I'll put it up there. At 13th Floor Pod on Twitter. No, we're gonna post a picture of Bruno because Bruno deserves some time in the spotlight. Yeah, what I need to do on Twitter is I need to follow a lot of conspiracy people. But then I'm idea. worried if I do that, I'm just going to go down this rabbit hole. And uh, you see me, I'm going to be wearing like this tin hat. Yeah. On our, like, mm. All of our walls in our bedroom will be like later with tin. I'm going to be so paranoid because yeah. all we do is reading paranoia. Mm. James, you have you have a uh, icebreaker for us this week, right? Yeah. All right. What is it? I was thinking since so many people who've been to the Denver airport count it as the spookiest location they've ever been, I thought it would be relevant to ask what's the spookiest place you guys have ever been like location wise interesting Ooh, that's a tough one Uh i've been to lots of spooky places but they're none of them are very notable like Mm. i've been to a lot of places where i'm like there's definitely a spirit here Uh. but i went to 
Oh, you know, actually, the spookiest place that I might have been to, I don't think there was a spirit there, but when I was in Stranger Things as an extra, that building that oh, we yeah. recorded in was really creepy. Oh, yeah, that, that building is creepy, huh? It's the building where um, Bob gets eaten by the Demogorgon. Spoilers mm. for season two, people. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it, where they filmed that, like the run-down lab. But I guess in, in the TV show, it's not run-down, but that building was run-down. The building's really run-down. <laughs> yeah, they had me store my, um, my purse in this room, and in the corner there was a dead rat. And I noticed yeah. it at the end of the day. I was like, yuck. Yeah, I mean, this place is falling apart. It's pretty cool they use it for all the high-tech science stuff. Yeah, they do. They use it in lots of different things. Yeah, that was a cool building to be in. But <laughs> I'm trying to think of what mine would be. I guess that place would be terrifying at night. Oh, yeah. All lights oh, on. oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a spirit in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would have to say mine would be like some sort of like woodsy place. Woodsy place? Like, I'm sure... I mean, I know I've been, like, camping. I, when I was younger, I used to go camping all the time. Hmm. I mean, I know I've heard, you know, you're like, out in the woods, and you just hear something rustling around. You, you know? hear a stick break, and you're just like, what the hell was that? Yeah, but I've never oh. really been in, like, a spooky place. That's, well, Alex also doesn't get scared, so. Yeah, I think all that stuff. Habadigook. Habadigook. James, where is the <laughs> creepiest place that you've ever been? I toured Waverly Hills. And Ooh. yeah, it was something else. Like the air felt heavier. It started storming. We went through the body chute and I smelled fresh produce. And then they started talking about how they used uh, that chute to transport not corpses, but fresh produce until people started dropping like flies. And <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was really something. Like it was tangibly different from other places. Yeah, I've yeah. heard. My brother went to a haunted house there, and I've been outside, but I didn't go inside. Uh, That's a place I'd like to try to go. It's too spooky for me, yeah. I I recommend it, though. Like, yeah, if if you're down to go, Alex, I will go with you. I want to go for the haunted houses there. No. Uh, You got to go to, you got to roll a ball. You got to roll a ball to the little boy. He rolls a ball back. That's that's real scary. That's not people in masks. That's that's an actual dead Uh, kid. Yeah. You roll the ball so roll down the, the hallway. Oh, on a slanted floor, and it no, just rolls it, back. It rolls back to you. <laughs> okay. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is what I deal with on a daily basis, James. Yeah. Um, oh man. Are Are we ready to talk about? <laughs> that place clearly has structural issues. So that's what's happening. I mean, it is a very old place. <laughs> oh, uh, are we ready to talk about the Denver airport? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Oh. We. We didn't talk about, we didn't discuss who was going first. Um, I can go first. Do you want to start from the underground up? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And Alex, if you want to give just a general description as to why the Denver airport is supposedly so creepy. Sure. Wait, why it's so creepy? Yeah, why do pe- why are so many people, why are there so, why many, there so many, flags? yeah, why are there so many conspiracy theorists who are like, this place is home of the Illuminati and all these other conspiracy theories. Mm. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll go into a little bit. Oh, wait, what are you covering, Cece? I'm covering creepy artwork. And James? I'm covering Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, so Denver Airport's like this really big source for conspiracies. That's it. And it's not just one thing. Like it's you a just lot. Heard, it's a lot of things. I mean, 
the airport itself is laid out like a swastika. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I could see, I could see that being a completely accidental thing personally. Yeah. But really, one of the biggest red flags is that this airport had a two billion dollar budget to be built. Well, four point eight billion dollars later, the airport is complete. That's a lot that's, of money. I mean, that's a lot. Like, yeah, there's over budget, but that's that's almost three billion dollars over budget. Yeah. And the result is this place. It's got a network of tunnels underneath. It's got this really bizarre blue statue out front. <laughs> it's got these bizarre murals and some sort of secret organization statue. Yeah. Supposedly. Lots of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of, and a lot of people that say they've been there so that they kind of it kind of creeps them out. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. I've never actually been there myself, so I can't say that it creeps me out. Well, I asked my boss if he thought it was creepy because he goes to Denver a lot, and he the only thing he really mentioned was Lucifer. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've been there, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to like a haunted place or anything, but it is the spookiest airport I've been to. Like it's the only airport I've been to. Where I'm like, why is the whole layout? It doesn't feel like an airport. An airport's supposed to feel like a a food court with terminals. And it doesn't feel yeah. like that. It feels different. It feels more like a museum with terminals than a, I don't know. There's just something very off about the whole layout. Yeah, maybe it's because it's a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just an odd place that apparently a lot of people say they experience feeling odd about. But, you know, it's pretty interesting that people feel like that when they're in such a heavily trafficked airport. Yeah, <laughs> lots of people. But I figured to, today we'll start from the underground. And work uh, our way up. Yeah. So uh, the $2.8 billion over budget, what could it have been used for? Well, I think it's suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people, you know, even in Lexington. Well, you know, Lexington's a pretty good example of how you can waste a ton of money. Like <laughs> that green space that used to be there. What do we used to call it? Uh, the... It was the whole, what was it called, James? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the hole for a long time. Uh, so Lexington had this yeah. infamous little green space, and it's downtown that was the pit. They the pit. They tried to develop, <laughs> and it kept getting reset. Yeah, and you know, I, I can't imagine how much money was wasted on projects stopping and starting, stopping oh, and ton. starting on yeah. this until eventually it's now this building that's. I kind of missed the, the green space before, I know, me too. It was, before it was the pit. Yeah. But, you know, it's easy to see how money can be wasted in no time. Yeah. Projects start and stop. But the problem is, is this is one place pushing the entire project going $2.8 billion over. So what could it all have been spent on? Looking at the airport, you know, it's got that swastika shape. I'm sure that was expensive. <clears throat> but the most suspicious thing is what's going on underground? You know, so supposedly... There's tunnels that are built under there. Besides yeah. that a tram uses, there's this enormous ne- network of tunnels. And a construction worker that worked there at the airport uh, said that the project was primarily delayed because of at least five multi-story buildings that were built. And then, get this, five multi-story buildings built, completed. And then they just put them underground. How do they put them underground? They buried them. How do you build a building? Like, wouldn't you just build it underground instead of building it and then putting it underground? The intention wasn't to. So, supposedly, 
These buildings were built. Something was wrong with them. Instead of throwing them away, they put them underground. I'm imagining That's a building story. with like a drill at the bottom and it just goes rrr, 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 and just goes into the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Bet you for $2.8 billion, they could have come up with something like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So they buried these five buildings underground. So that's odd, right? Yeah, Who would weird. do that? Who would do that? Mon- mole people and, then, and Mongolian death worms. That's the only two people <laughs> I can think of who would do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, he and numerous other construction workers spoke out about an incredibly elaborate network of tunnels under the airport. There are rumors about the tunnels that are there for some, maybe some government officials use them. That's like the least probably conspiratorial. Another is that the New World Order uses them. And that's essentially a group of rich people that rule the world. Powerful, rich people that rule the world from behind the scenes. Yep. We've seen an organization like that in fiction all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then some say that they're used for more nefarious things like trafficking and secret organizational meetings. I mean, I guess New World Order is just secret organizations. Yeah, I would say. But some say that the tunnels are to house an area dedicated to experiments. And this is mostly backed by the idea that during 2007, 13 different planes had their windshields suddenly crack. Yeah, I saw that. Not all at the same time, but all within a year, which is 13 plane windshields cracking is unheard of. Wow. So that was, you know... Maybe a cause for concern. None none of the pilots documented any weather or even any bird-based things that could have caused the crack. No crashes into tiny birds. (laughs) (laughs) More of a collision, I guess. Uh, But a lot of people are thinking that something that could cause the cracking, um, an electromagnetic weapon. So they're testing it underground, and the testing of this electromagnetic weapon Causes these windows to crack. So I guess they would shift the planes since it's all metal. Why would they test that in Denver? Well, the Denver portion I'm not concerned with. It's why would you test it... At an airport. At an airport. Yeah. Yeah, That's the part that really sticks with me. But I guess if you're wanting to test this thing on planes, then I guess that's a good place. But it's not like there's an abnormal amount of crash. I just just bit my tongue while talking. Um, (laughs) It's not like there's an abnormal amount of crashes at the Denver airport or anything. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think a plane graveyard would make more sense to to try that out. Test that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe you're just seeing if you could crack an a, a enemy's windshield, and then obviously if they cranked it up maybe more, it would shatter the windshield. Mm. I don't believe of it. Of an enemy. Uh, who I knows? I don't believe it. I don't believe them. I don't, I don't believe that they're testing weapons in this facility. No. Mm. That's the one thing that I say for 100% fact, no. For one, you're 100% fact- 100% fact. <laughs> Not 50% fact. 100% fact. <laughs> but the tunnels do exist, and that much we do know. The tra- There's a tram that runs through them, but the interesting is, is they're ultra-elaborate tunnels. And no one can really figure out why they're so elaborate. Now, the explanation now is that this was an automated baggage system, and this was going to be a super-advanced automated baggage system that was going to do, going to do all, the, all the baggage sorting everything by itself with no need to, for any human interaction. 
and they dumped money into this thing and it failed and they kept dumping money into this thing. And I think this is maybe the source of that 2.8 billion or at least a good chunk of it. I don't, that's way too much money for a failed baggage. But if they're, de- if they're developing their own tech, hmm. then maybe I don't. Yeah, buy it I kind of see it. It's kind of like the gambler's fallacy. You know, the more you lose, the more you're going to stay at that table and double yeah. down. Yeah. Sunken cost. But policy. why would they want to hide something like that? Yeah. Like why wouldn't they just come out and say, "Hey, we've yeah. got, we've been working on a baggage thing." They did. They did. This is what they say. Oh, okay. It was. They say that it was this automated baggage system that just got trash at the, at the last minute when it, when they couldn't get it to work <sighs> after dumping all that money into it. Uh I'm not so sure about that either. Mm. But yeah, they completely abandoned it. So there goes all that money. But there's one theory, one theory in particular that I believe is very possible. And that is that there is a doomsday-like bunker built underneath the Denver airport. Yeah. Its location makes sense. It's away from where a typical attack might take place on this west or east coast. Uh, It's also maybe not really a target for invaders or terrorist groups right denver it's denver yeah i'm getting i'm getting flashbacks from uh what was that video game with the robots and the cave lady who hunted them i have no idea horizon zero dawn yeah isn't that where isn't that where (laughs) she was she was like at the base of those mountains right i I think so yeah right okay sorry i just went off on a tangent but you know that's my I, i think terrorist groups and like invaders are definitely a west and east coast thing i don't see that happening south Right. And at least in my mind, this doomsday bunker could also serve as a world ending home for many individuals, not Mm. just like an attack. So say something like an asteroid is coming to Earth. Well, there's a kind of a funny thing about that, actually. And so because something like that actually happened in 2011, this comet, Comet Elenin, was swooping by in 2011 and there was a chance that it was going to hit Earth. Can you guess where President Obama was? When that comet was possibly going to hit the Earth, I have an idea. <laughs> Denver. That's right. Obama was in Denver right at the time that that comet could possibly hit us. So I actually think that that theory holds the most water for what could be underneath the Denver. A doomsday airport. bunker. A doomsday bunker. Neat. Now I don't necessarily know if it's supposed to house a ton of people, but I do believe. I mean, they've got to have these bunkers for the president anyway, right? Yeah. They're yeah. going to be around. Why not put it in Denver? <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Who would suspect it? Everybody knows now that we're talking about it. <laughs> it's away from all the borders. It's away from any sort of attack. It's pretty. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty. tactical spot. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect place to not get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. But, I mean, you know, they've got them all over the U.S., I'm sure. Yeah. But I I, I would buy, I would actually buy that there's one at the Denver airport. <laughs> and then you get on a plane after the whatever it is that causes doomsday and you go anywhere you want. You're assuming <laughs> there's a plane left. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, Alex, thank you for talking about tunnels. Tunnels on tunnels. On tunnels. <laughs> All right. Um, how about I go next, you guys? Go for it. And then James can end us with Blucifer. Okay. okay. So, 
I am talking about the creepy artwork around the Denver airport. And James, you're the only one of us that's been to the Denver airport. Do you remember seeing any of this artwork in person? Uh, No, but when I was there, I actually had a lengthy conversation with two other individuals about how they had recently removed said artwork and presumably taken it to the sub levels. They are. The Denver airport is currently under construction. I think that the artwork's supposed to be back in like 2021 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. (coughs) Several of these pieces have been removed. It's pretty funny what they've done with those construction signs as well. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. But... The first thing is that when you type creepy paintings into Google, at least for me, the first suggestion that pops up is creepy paintings, Denver airport. Really? Yeah. That's what popped up for me. But maybe, you know, it could have been me just thinking about it. And then, you know, Google's got that thing where it's like you think about something and the next thing you know, you're getting ads. I don't think it's I swear thinking. it's real. Oh, no. You say it's it out thi- loud. I think you say it No, it's the thinking. <laughs> Okay. Google. That's even more creepy. We should do Google conspiracies. Yeah, we can do Google conspiracies. Okay. (laughs) So anyways, at the end of the day, these paintings are pretty notable if that's what pops up when you search creepy paintings on Google. So they're all very, well, not all of them, because there's a lot of artwork at the Denver airport and a lot of it's really cool actually, but there are some that are a little bit apocalyptic and thoroughly creepy if you look at them. They don't necessarily conjure up pretty images and ideas before you strap yourself into a metal tube and <laughs> project yourself through the air to whatever destination you're going to. So Agreed. But the images might not be as sinister as all of these conspiracy theorists say. So I'm going to start off by talking about the piece of artwork that probably gets the most discussion, and that is a set of murals by artist Leo Tenguma. And at first glance, they are pretty creepy, so it's It's two pieces, each with two panels, so it's four murals total. And the first is called Children of the World Dream Peace. And one of the panels, the creepiest one in my opinion, shows some sleeping children. And they're like in this decaying city. And above them is this green-clad soldier. And he's got like this creepy gas mask on. And he's holding a machine gun. And he's got a sword that's like stabbing through some doves. He's very... He's very Nazi looking, he even is, though he's like green. He, he is. Very not, is it, he makes me think of power armor from Fallout, but yeah, he's like he's like Nazi Fallout. Yeah, so that's the that's the first painting in this one mural, uh, or I guess set of murals, and the second panel in the piece shows a whole bunch of children from different cultures coming together, standing above what appears to be the soldier, but it like kind of looks like he's dead, and there are little doves sitting on top of his machine gun. And so, yeah. And, oh, and there's a big rainbow surrounding the kiddos. It's very colorful. How beautiful. Yeah. So that's the first kind of piece of artwork. And the second mural is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. And the first panel paints a grim scene of the world with, like, all the animals going extinct. The, the earth is basically on fire. There are trees that are on fire. And some of the animals are in these glass cases. Like, you know, when you go to the museum and, like, you see the dodo bird in the glass case. It's kind of like that. So, and everybody, everybody looks understandably frightened in this picture because the world is ending. And then there's the second panel. The second panel is much more uplifting and it shows people coming together to rehabilitate the earth and it's just flourishing with life. Hmm. So that's the second kind of set of murals. And listeners, I do recommend looking these up if you haven't seen them just so you can see what they look like. 
But when I first started doing research on this topic, everything obviously centered around the more dark panels in the mural. Like every all the conspiracy theorists are like, look at this. It's it's proof that the Denver airport is about a new world order taking over the world and just destroying it. But they didn't mention, you know, the other half of the paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I didn't even realize that they were in pair like there were four paintings in total. I I didn't realize that they were in pairs. And they kind of if you see yeah. them out of context, yeah, I can see how it'd be really creepy. And you might think that it's a symbol for something more nefarious. Is it nefarious or nefarious? Nefarious. Nefarious. Yeah. And it still sounds apocalyptic to me, though, even with the the more hopeful end part. Well, a little background about when this art was installed. Well, I think that when you see them together, like, yeah, it's a little bit creepy because you see that one picture and you're just like, what? But when you see them together, in my opinion, looking at it, it's more of a commentary on war and peace and then, you know, the environment and how we need to take care of our earth. And this is Mm -hmm. Denver. Yeah. which is a very uh, it's a good point. Yeah, environmentally <laughs> friendly state. And the artist, Tenguma, he actually, he I looked into him too, and he has a lot of artwork. His artwork is always very, it, it's meant to spark conversation, as I feel most, most artists, that's their goal. Mm. So a little background about when the art was installed. It was 1995, during the administration of Denver's first Hispanic mayor, Frederico Pena, and the first African-American mayor, Wellington Webb, and both are said to have kind of made an effort to hire immigrants and minority workers during construction. So having artwork that conveys cultural diversity, I think was probably important too. Because when you look at these pictures with all of the the children, um, you know, it's from all sorts of different cultures. And one of the paintings has these, like the kids are holding all the swords wrapped up in different country flags. Hmm. So it's like everybody yeah. coming together. Interesting choice after design, making your airport look like a swastika. Yeah. Well, it's also yeah. it's also an international airport, so you're going to have people of all cultures walking through the hallways. Oh. So, as I said, I looked into Leo, and all of his artwork has deeper meaning. It's always very socially conscientious. I can't speak. Uh, oh my gosh! Why did I just have trouble? <laughs> Conscientious. Stop, stop. Let me just say this is over. What's I read an article with him by Zing Magazine. <laughs> He's a very fascinating guy. All right. He's very rebellious. Uh, but this is a quote about him from Zing Magazine. They say in his artwork, he, quote, weaves Mexican heritage, world history, spirituality, progressive social ideals, and personal anecdotes into his artwork. He made his first mural on a chalkboard in fifth grade depicting children lynching the town's corrupt sheriff for which he was severely Whoa. punished. Hmm, and this experience stoked a rebellious verve in the artistic practice that would be played out during the coming decades, end quote. So he's always, like, ever since he was in fifth grade, he's always kind of had something he wants to make a comment on. To be fair, he probably, uh, he probably shouldn't have drawn a picture of lynching. He was, yeah, I mean, pro- person. probably not. Probably. Uh, he was a fifth grader, though. Fifth graders 
yeah. don't know yeah. what they should and shouldn't be doing. Send them to jail. Well, Are you more iconoclastic than a fifth grader? <laughs> well, I'll talk about fifth graders again here in a second. Mm. But conspiracy theorists say that they think that Tenguma was bought out by the Illuminati to hide the hidden meaning in his pa- from his paintings. Mm. That yeah. must be it, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, another thing about the airport that's a little bit eerie. There's also this weird dedication marker that has a symbol associated with the Freemasons on it and also mentions, quote, the New World Airport Commission. Mm. So, it's like everyone's like, uh, oh, yeah. it's The New World Order. Yeah, the New World yeah. Order. But the New World Airport Commission, does. it's not a real thing. It doesn't really exist. So, everybody's kind of like, what is that? That makes it more scary, yeah, yeah the yeah. fact that we don't know about it. Well, some people say that it's just the name given to the group of local politicians and businessmen who helped get the airport built. They just call, they just happened to call it the New World Airport Commission, which is weird, but they provided funding for it and all of the underground bunkers so they have somewhere mm-hmm. to stay when a meteor hits the earth. That's right. That's, they didn't say that. That was me saying that. Um, okay. And then the last little piece of our work that I'm going to talk about is called Notre Denver. Did you see this, James, when you were there? Or was it already taken down? Mm, Trying to write my brain. What is it? Okay. It's a two-piece sculpture made by artist Terry Allen. And they look like little little demons sitting in suitcases. Oh, I heard about these. Yeah. It looks like two little demons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, they were there. Yeah. Well, they're usually located near baggage claim three and six. They have since been removed for renovations. Six and... Three, six, 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 three, six, three, and sixteen. Oh, you said six. Okay. Right. Well, I meant to say sixteen. Wow. Three and sixteen. <laughs> like you say it again. Three and six. Sixteen. <laughs> but as with, uh, so what's the explanation for these sculptures? Because when you see them, if you see them, you're like, especially if you see one and not the other, it's just like there's a demon sitting in a suitcase. It's really creepy. They're not demons, mm-hmm. though, you guys. They're gargoyles. Exactly. Yeah, when I saw them, I wasn't bothered. I, was, I just thought they were cute little gargoyles who were coming out of luggage. Yeah, yeah. Well, the plaque that lists information about the sculpture says this. It says, quote, Notre Denver features two cast bronze gargoyles, one each located in the east and west baggage claim areas. The gargoyles, roughly the size of a fifth grade boy. There you go, guys, again. Fifth grade boy. That's weird, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird description. What? A, that's very. What the? I've never... Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm going to start talking okay. about sizes. Well, see, see, it was, a, it's a, it was about the size of a two-year-old <laughs> boy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who does that? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. The gargoyles, roughly the size of a fifth-grade boy, are seated inside suitcases. Historically, gargoyles were placed on buildings to protect the site. These are slightly above the traveler's heads to oversee and ensure that baggage will arrive safely at the DIA. End quote. I think that it's a nice sentiment with the gargoyles, right? Because yeah. it's like they're watching over you. Yeah. yeah. But when I looked at them at first, before I realized they were gargoyles, I'm like, they're sticking their little tongues out. Maybe that's the new world order. Like, they're like, we've got everything in plain sight. You still can't touch us. They're just like, yeah. sticking their tongues out. <laughs> but it's not uncommon for gargoyles to stick their tongues out because they're supposed to be like fantastical and kind of whimsical. And mm. yeah, whatever so it's thinking- not that weird. Whenever someone sticks their tongue out at me, I'm like, oh, that's whimsical. Yeah, that's how whimsical of you. So much whimsy. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Yeah. Oh, do we do we know what's in that time capsule that's got the Mason symbol and the new airport commission no. thing on it? I saw and we won't know until twenty ninety five. Twenty ninety four. I said I I read somewhere that they said that there's like a newspaper from the day that the airport opened and mm. a credit card for some reason and some other stuff. Yeah, I find it weird that they would have a time capsule. Period. And yeah, I mean it is a Mason symbol. Like there's literally nothing else that can be. The, uh, right. the compass and the the wedge, whatever that's called. What's that called? The slide rule? Yeah, the compass, the slide rule, and the G in the middle. That is a Mason symbol. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that could be. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I don't know much <laughs> about the Freemasons. That, that'll be a future episode for us, and I'll have to learn all about it. But yeah. but as I'm, as Alex mentioned earlier, the airport, you know, it's under construction, and they ha- they're having a lot of fun with the conspiracy theories. No. They've got all of these, like, areas that are kind of, like, corn- cordoned off. Mm-hmm. And they have these big pictures that are just like, what are we doing here? And one of them has a cat wearing a little tinfoil hat. One of them has a lizard, lizard person. I saw one both of, them has of those. Lizard person. And yeah, it's it's they're poking fun at it. Cause, yeah. And this is one thing about. Well, I'll get to. I'll talk about this. Yeah, one of them says more underground tunnels. <laughs> it just has pictures of tunnels. Yeah. So right now, if you go to the Denver airport, you guys, you might not see all the artwork that sparks so much conspiracy, but you will see these. Funny little conspiracy theory ads. <laughs> oh, yeah. You will. And in 2021, you'll see some those paintings, right? If they put them back when they said they were. Because, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, our goal is to be finished in 2021. And then, like, in 2025, they're like, oh, we're finally well, finished. If the history of this airport's any indicator, it'll probably be 2040. They're going to build all these things, and then they're going to be like, "We don't like them," and then they're going to put them put them underground. Yeah, there's there's going to build they're going to build a whole new airport and just bury it. Well, I thought it was interesting, but I guess the airport is like what? How many? Ninety five, oh five, fifteen. Yeah, it's only twenty something years. Well, apparently, it? It, you can just see a whole bunch of abandoned stuff just by walking around. You can, there's abandoned hangars that no one uses. There's like all these abandoned places that no one uses at the airport. <laughs> That they built and never used. Well, why are they undergoing renovations? Uh, more tunnels. They're telling. <laughs> yeah, they're more telling, tunnels. yeah they're maybe telling they are. They're telling us site. exactly what it is. Um, James, you're talking about Lucifer. Yeah. Right. Yep. Tell us about Lucifer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing you see when you're flying in, and when you're flying out, it's the last thing you see. It's this uh, gigantic blue Mustang, anatomically correct, with shining, literally illuminated red eyes uh it looks like the scariest effing horse anyone ever dreamt up and <laughs> that's what greets you when you're when you're like you put it cc when you're in a metal tube uh yeah it's, it's not exactly uh comfort inspiring so it's that, so bizarre yeah i mean it's to the so point bizarre. i mean think about it. the locals nicknamed him blucifer because he looks like a satanic <laughs> monster horse so, and, and again, uh, anatomically correct, and he's rearing up. So you see this big, the big set he's got on him <laughs> when you're flying in. <laughs> so uh, it's very strange. Like, if you think about it, like, if imagine you were an archaeologist or uh, an alien or just any kind of explorer, and you came across ruins, and you saw that, what would you assume it was? It's clearly like one of those things that you tilt and a secret passageway open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I meant more pragmatically though than that. Let's, less Indiana Jones, uh, more, more I, you know. I would. You think it's a god that you worship? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what you would think. And what kind of god do you think has glowing red eyes? How would you appease a god like that? 
Uh, strawberries. <laughs> no, you would you would give him your firstborn child. There we go. Yeah, I, I mean, it looks like something you would make sacrifices to, and uh, yeah, and I, I personally think that when you do perform a sacrifice, you do lend power to whatever you're sacrificing to, and this guy already has a sacrifice. He has the most classic archetypal sacrifice that you have. It's in every work of fiction. It's Frankenstein's monster. He killed his creator. Um, he, he did. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Luis yeah. Jimenez, who's kind of known for making horse sculptures, uh, as among other things, he's got uh, other things, but, uh, you know, interestingly enough, his life kind of mirrors the, uh, what was his name? Ten. Tenguba. Tenguba. Uh, kind of similar in, in, in upbringing and, and cultural relevance. But what's most interesting, though, is when he was uh, finishing up on the Mustang, really he was painting Lucifer's face. When Lucifer's face fell on him, severed his femoral artery, and he bled to death. So that was Lucifer's first taste of blood, his own creator. Uh, and interesting little weird yep. fact, his daughter is actually a fashion designer on Project Runway. Oh my gosh, I love that show. Yeah, well, his oh, daughter's gosh. on there, um, Eliza. Anyway, uh, totally weird in and of itself that this, it, it's a horrifying looking sculpture. It, it, the eyes glow. It looks like some sort of monstrous deity you would sacrifice to, and it killed its creator. So all those things in combination, it's kind of weird that here's an airport that's already spent billions of dollars over budget, and they're like, where's that horse we commissioned? It killed its creator? Well, bring it out here. We got to get it up there. Like, that's weird. <laughs> Who does that? Who runs this airport? Dr. Evil? What if, what if it had, <laughs> what if its eyes, what if it just had a light, like a normal light in its eyes, but then their their eyes were stained with the blood of its creature? I I read that the eyes are red as a nod to the artist's father. Cause his father like apparently worked with neon. Oh, I don't know if that's true. I might've just made that up. Thin air. I don't know. That'd be a really cool thing to make up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so specific. I think well, I'm right. I know he made, I know he made neon signs for his father. His father worked on cars and he incorporates. Okay. Then that's probably yeah, it. He incorporates a lot of Chicano car culture in a lot of his paintings. You know, the, the, the big bright colors of the cars and the, the uh, what do you call it? The hydraulics, things like that. Big part of his artwork. Um, but yeah, um, and I also think it's just interesting when we consider symbolism of horses in general, because horses are big in, in a lot of cultures. Um, well, I mean, right off the bat, when we think of horses, what, what do you think of when you think of horses as symbols, religious symbols? Four horses of eggs. I knew uh, that was going to be the first the thing populace. you'd say, Alex. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so they have they have symbols as sort of being harbingers, and that makes sense because you know if you're going to get a message before the advent of like telegraph, really that's how you got it. it. Was somebody came on horseback, right? You know, Pony Express, don't kill the messenger, and all uh -huh. that. So they're sort of seen as harbingers. And when you think about it, you know, a blue horse, what, what's most unusual about that is it cannot exist in nature. So it almost seems like a supernatural harbinger. It seems like something that would be an emissary of something not from Earth, something from another plane of existence is where I'm going with that. 
And then when you plane of existence. Oh, oh I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh no. Good lord. Oh man. I mean, yeah, if you think about uh horse sacrifice, for example, that's that's like the biggest thing you can give to a god in most at least European cultures. You know, if you really wanted to impress a god, you you slit a horse's throat on their altar. And here we have a subversion of that. Here we have a horse severing the arteries of his human creator on an altar, in a manner of speaking. So the whole thing is just spooky as all get out. Um, and I also kind of wanted to touch up on something else that I found interesting, just, you know, straying a little bit from, from Lucifer, because there's not a whole lot of information about him other than the fact that he killed him in as and, and he's just terrifying. Like most of the arguments are emotional, but I'm, I'm gladly on that bandwagon. Like, I don't know why an airport has a giant anatomically correct murdering stallion <laughs> with glowing red eyes outside of it. I mean, if anything, you'd think it would be in Lexington or, or Louisville because uh, it's like horse place or whatever. But even there, can you imagine that flying in Lexington? Yeah, we want a murder horse with uh, glowing red eyes. Everybody would freak out and be like, OK, we're going to we're going to tone it down. We're going to have a, a horse with I don't know rainbows instead of you know blood eyes something yeah but uh what if they just asked him to make a horse and because he died they felt obligated to keep it out front it's it's conceivable i can kind of see that and again (laughs) and again the dude has made other horse sculptures it's just none of them look evil like this like this was his biggest work this is what he's most known for and it just looks inherently wicked but yeah, one of the other things I wanted to touch up on, uh, I kind of thought one of you guys would, that's why I waited, is the A-G-A-U symbols in uh, in the oh, airport. Yeah. 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 I I'm, This is one I'm totally skeptical about because it makes much more logical sense to perceive it the way it's clearly meant to be. But I thought I'd touch on the conspiracy. You guys, so I guess you guys have both heard what it the people claim it stands for. Yes. I didn't I didn't yeah. read about it because I didn't know if one of you would touch on uh, it. No worries. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I guess we all had the same idea. It's like uh, Rift of the Magi or whatever, or Gift of the Magi. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, it's called the uh, what people claim. They're like A-U-A-G, Australia antigen, which is what indicates whether you have hep B. That's, that's mm-hmm. seriously it. They're, they're claiming that the New World Order is going to use hep B to kill everybody off and usher in a new world order uh what a way to do it right yeah i mean it's the silliest thing i've ever heard one for two reasons one that's not really like a world ending plague to begin with two why would you flip and gaslight people with that information and three and this is the big one ag means silver and mm-hmm. au means gold on gold. the periodic table that's what put Denver on the map. That's why Denver exists. It is a gold rush, silver rush town. Not that, it, why in the world you would jump to a conclusion, it's Australian antigen. Like, I don't know. It just, it pisses me off how crazy some of these theories are. Yeah. I mean, those were, those letters, I saw the picture. Those letters are clearly on mine carts too. Yeah. yeah they're on yeah. mine carts. It's, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is, I like conspiracy theories. But some of them, it's like, how can you believe that? That is the biggest stretch I ever heard. And that's one of the crazier ones that I've heard about the Denver airport. A lot of this, I mean, the, the bunkers, the underground stuff, Lucifer, the paintings being creepy, those are all feasible. Those are all observable. And it's like, ooh, what's up with that? Uh, 
on the flip side, AGAU, complete nonsense. It, it's clearly gold and silver. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Oof. yeah. Just saying. There's a lot to think about well, at the Denver airport. Makes time. me want to fly through just to see. I want, I want to wait till all the paintings are back up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to wait until after 2021. But yeah. I do want to see all that stuff. That sounds awesome. Well, this is this is another thing about the Denver airport is obviously they're having fun with it with all of these like signs that are like have the cat in a tinfoil hat and stuff like that. But even though they've like tried to give explanations for everything that's there, like the conspiracies continue. They're making mm. so much money just from people talking about this. Like it's just yeah. great publicity. Yeah, so, really. If anything, they need to add it to their gift shop stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they yeah. do. Yeah, little flesh lizard people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just sell NWO stickers. <laughs> <World order. laughs> yeah. Just put on the back of your car yeah. like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My son's an honor student at the New World Order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um wow. See, this is this is a conspiracy that I'd never heard of before yeah. it was suggested to us. Mm. So this one was a really fun one. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Eye-opening, and it makes me want to travel. I just like Lucifer. I liked Lucifer. I didn't read anything about him. I just saw the picture. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah. So I just like it'd these be, things I've never heard of before. It'd yeah. be a great hip-hop name, Lucifer. It is a good name. I bet you there's somebody out there who's named Lucifer. Hands down. And if not, James, you know, you could always start a rapping career. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Never too late. I would love to hear James rap. I yeah, it'd be entertaining. I think it'd be really entertaining, James. You need to do that. We'll do. Here, James, I'll drop a beat for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <sighs> All right, guys, I think that that's it for the Denver airport. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to add before we pick our next topic out of the topic vase? I think I'm good. Uh, no. I'm right. Excited to find out what we got next week. Yeah, what are we going to talk about next week, you guys? All right, Alex, shake it up, shake, shake it up, pick a good topic, pick a good topic. All right, next week we are talking about famous mystics or prophets, suggested to us by Sarah H. So, sup, Sarah. Sup, Sarah. Thank you for this fun topic. So, I think that next week we're going to talk about prophets and mystics. Prophets and mystics. Prophets? I can't speak. Oh, my gosh. I think... I think that I'm tired. James, I started doing bar bar classes. Oh. And my body hurts and my brain is tired. Yeah, every time you say that, I, I think will... you're talking about studying for the bar. And then you mentioned that it's exercise. No. I'm like, oh, right. It's an exercise. <laughs> I keep forgetting. But oh, I got man. up at 6 a.m. the other day and now it hurts to sneeze. Hey, yeah. will, you, will you put that over there? Thank you. Let me put it back over. Alex, who does our music? Our music is by Grant Cook. You can listen to his music on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, iTunes, anywhere you listen to your music. Yeah, and you guys, if you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll do me a favor. And I hope you'll rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Let us know what you think. And if you have any topic suggestions like Sarah H. and Amy F., send them to us because we will draw them out of the topic base at some point. And then we'll talk about them. And also, keep an eye on Reddit. I'm going to make a post uh, over there in the coming weeks about our next topic. And maybe you all can share something with us. Yeah. So, you guys, <laughs> it's been another fun episode. We kept it real. Until next time, you guys, we hope you can 
keep it strange. That's not the music at all. Socially conscientious. Conscientious. You know what? I'm going to stop talking right now.